You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, me gente? This is your boy, Al Mega. Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. And today, we're talking comics, comics goodness, and good stuff. Let me tell you. First up, let me introduce, he is a publisher and the CEO of Rabbit Hole Studios, the one, the only, Scott Humes. Wepa, how you doing, kiddo? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. And let me introduce the writer of one of the dopest books of Rabbit Hole Studios. It's called The Lost Gardens, the one, the only, the uber Talented Mr. James Babano. Wepa, how you doing? <laughs> Hello, great. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for coming on, fellas, to talk about the studio, to talk about this dope comic you guys have out. Yes, it's listed on Diamond, folks, so you can ask your local retailer to pick this up for you, all right? Yeah, do that. That's you, good. You better go to your LCS and tell them that you want the Lost Garden, because trust me, you will want it. We're going to be showing you some trailers, some some imagery. You know, not just of issue one, but issue two. Ooh, they're awesome. So, you know, let's get into it, fellas. Comic Crusaders needs an origin. You know, cause every hero has an origin. You guys are heroes of the independent comic book universe, <laughs> right? So, let's start with the CEO over here, Mr. Scott. Let us know where you're from, where you at, and how did you get into this whole, you know, crazy fandom of ours? It's, it's, it's quite the story, but I'll try, I'll try to keep it condensed. Uh, so, I, I'm from Brampton, Ontario. Uh, originally, I lived there most of my life. Um, when I was growing up, I was always into like video games, comic books, that kind of thing. Um, and I tended to lean more towards stuff that wasn't superhero. Um, one comic that speaks out to me, I was really into when I was younger, was called Echo. It's just a, you know, it was, yeah, I don't, it's, it's a, it's an oddity. I found it. I thought it looked cool, and uh, that was more my jam. Was weird stuff I could find. <laughs> um, through high school, I you know it was a rough time for me in high school. And um, come the end of high school, the only thing I really had going for me was I was good at uh, jazz saxophone. So I was like, oh man, what am I going to do with myself? Uh, I talked to the guidance counselor, and they told me there was a demand in trades. So I went to trade school, and I became a welder fitter for eight years. I did some construction stuff and whatnot as well. And end of that time. Uh, we had a steel crash, and Ontario was doing a retrain the trades kind of uh, program going on with the government. So I took a course in video game design and development. Um, I figured, you know, if shoot for the stars. If it fizzles out, you know, I can go, go back to a shop or a factory or whatever. Um, so I did that, and uh, me and my wife, we moved out to Prince Edward Island. They have a bit of a uh, booming game industry out here, and I uh, started Rabbit Hole. I started doing video games for a while. I still am. Um, we got a contract, uh, was big for us. Uh, we worked on ancient aliens, a mobile game. Uh, but when doing that, that was kind of a big changing point for us because I'm the only coder. So if I, oh, if I'm coding ancient aliens and I, I can't make anything else. Um, but we have a whole bunch of other ideas and IP. So I thought it might be, uh, fun to make the comic series. So it's a, it's a way of us continuing what we want to make, uh, while I'm tied up essentially. Um, so we started, um, with some concepts for Lost Gardens and we needed a writer. So my buddy, Andrew, he helps me with all marketing and all that kind of stuff. Reach out to James, who happens to be a, a writer. And, uh, yeah, he, uh, he took basically the concepts we had and, uh, breathed life into them and created characters and that I would never have been able to come up with on my own. It's, it's been great working with him. Oh, there you go. So give us your origin story, brother. So, uh, yeah, the, the stars, you, you caught a bit where the stars kind of aligned there in our origin stories where we crossed paths thanks to the wonderful Andrew. Yeah. Mr. Andrew. Shout Matt. out Andrew, Matt. Yes, where, that's right. <laughs> he, uh, he, he brought our two paths together. Um, but I, I was born and raised on, uh, on Prince Edward Island. A uh, tiny little island, uh, its own little province, Canada. Most people can't find out on a map. <laughs> um, it's uh, and so I grew up there. I went to school there, did everything there. Um, and uh, re more recently, I'm living in Newfoundland now, which is the far eastern 
part of Canada. It's a, it, you can't go any further. You hit the ocean if you do. Oh, <laughs> and, England. England right, or England eventually, yeah. Um, and, and so when I was living there, we um, went to school. I used to read comics all the time uh, growing what up. What was your jam? And my jam, my f- the first comic I ever read was uh, Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead. Okay. That's what got me into the into the world. And as it naturally goes, you you go to the store and you go, oh, The Walking Dead's cool, but what's oh look at this? You know, I kind of like Batman. Maybe I'll start reading Batman. And then you just start buying more and more, and you you end up joining you know the weekly groups, right? Yeah, you show up and <laughs> the you get Wednesday the Warrior. <laughs> yeah, and I I still am. I still love it every week. Go get my uh, my weekly dumping of uh, of comics and literature, and. Um, but yeah, so Walking Dead is what really started it for me. And during my time in school, I used to do a lot of like uh, creative activities. Like uh, we used to do some YouTube sketch stuff. Wasn't great. If you ever, I, 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 it was not good. I'm not I sure. I think I've seen some of it. Yeah, like, it's I not <laughs> and you still hide him, Scott? Damn. I know. <laughs> and it, uh, well, surprisingly, didn't stop me from getting hired, which is great. So uh, um, nice. But yeah, no, and and so I always had this creative bone, and I wanted to to grow, use that, and uh, and one day, uh, my buddy Andrew was like, "Hey, do you wanna, do you wanna, you interested in possibly writing something for us?" And I was like, "Okay, sure, what is it?" And I, I've heard of the Lost Gardens before, uh, through Andrew and a couple of my other friends who worked with uh, Scott, and I was like, "Okay, sure, this sounds great." And you know, you, you start talking and we start chatting and conversations about world building, character development, the overall ideas of the story. And hey, presto, here we are today. Well, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, Scott, I need you to tell me, you know, uh, so Lost Garden, I know you, you're codifying it. You're working on this baby. You have this comic out. I mean, <laughs> how do you feel working on this bad boy? You know, and how do you feel about it being in this printed form now? And seeing it, does it inspire you even further? Um, yeah, well, when like when I was doing the game development side of it, uh, at the time I was proud of it. Uh, but like anything you create, the, the older it gets, the more maybe you don't like it so much, right? Um, so it was a while since I touched it, or it's been a while since I worked on Lost Gardens because I was working on other projects and other things that came up. Um, but it was one of my favorite projects that we like conceptually. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Um, so when it came time, okay, let's make a comic book. Should we do a comic of this game or that game? Or like, what other stories do we have? I thought the Lost Gardens was the best fit for it. And I thought it was a great opportunity for us to rebrand it closer to the original vision. Because when I started on the game, we had limitations, like no budget. We, you know, we had to work with what we had. Um, whereas this time around, we could work with, uh, like, uh, Deborah, who is, um, she was the artist on the remainder of the series from two and on. Um, and really flesh out a lot of those concepts and ideas in my head a lot more, I guess, uh, to a more precise degree. Um, So I I really enjoyed it, and I I really like how the story's grown and evolved, because, like, the more people come on the project, from my original vision, it's changed so much, and it's, I I always like that about creative projects, because they grow, like, you have to nurture, you can't control them, you have to nurture them, right? Um, And so... <laughs> you can't stop them from growing. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's either grow it or it dies, right? So, um, we keep doing it, and I, I love where it's going, and I'm excited to see what more we can do with it. Excellent. I know, folks. You're like, what? What are we talking about? Well, <laughs> these gentlemen are very kind to have a trailer already. All right. So check this out. We're gonna get into this trailer real quick. We're going to keep talking about this wonderful universe, get to know these characters and what, you know, and how they even came up with this sickness. It's wonderful. Though. I'm, I'm digging it because, you know, I'm a, I'm a techno guy. So tech, futurism, all this stuff. I mean, wow, shit, yo, check it out. Hub City, brought to you by Ethion. Enjoy the splendor we have to offer our loyal consumers. After all, there's no time like the present.
There we got we got teased there. Teased for that's that that's really a tease. Yo, Big Tom says What's up, Big Tom? There you go. Hi Thomas. So yeah, talk that's, to us uh, about this world. Talk about this world, who those characters were. Because I was I had the honor, thank you, of reading that, that first issue. And I'm like, ooh, this is so cool. A lot of little tidbits here. Technology, futurism, I mean wild stuff, you know, things that uh, probably are very feasible in the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's uh, the uh, the person you see in the trailer there. He's the uh, main protagonist, Sean Myers, and that is a very frequent face you will see on him. He's very much afraid and very much uh, stripped away of everything he ever knows, uh, as you'll 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 come to see in the series. But it's uh, it's set in this world. <clears throat> it's set in this world where. Um, it takes place in Hub City. That's our core setting, and especially in issue one. Uh, you will notice that it, uh, things change as the series goes on, and uh, you're going to see a lot of change. Really? But uh, from issue one, we take we start in Hub City, and it is like you know it's it's that place of it's that classic sci-fi utopian foundation where you have this corporation that has essentially. Uh, grown to be about the scale of a government and you have people who are using technological uh, cybernetic enhancements and implants uh, that you they use on their uh, their daily lives um, for example as you can see in the front cover it teases that a little bit um, the world is is it's driven by this like augmented reality so everybody has these eye implants that they see what Ethion wants them to see and our main protagonist, oh, wow. uh, Sean Myers, something begins to go wrong with him and his implants. And he begins to see the world for really what it is. And it's uh, not so nice. Not so nice at all. Doesn't uh, uh, His world begins to crumble. That's, uh, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> You're not lying because there's definitely nothing nice about it. I mean, and it, look at his beautiful art, folks. And Caius... For uh, for issue yeah. one, and it was a really good foundational uh, setting of tone visually, uh, just to like get the idea of what this world is going to look like, and especially the colors from uh, yeah. Michael Woods. Uh, I, yeah, I'm really top notch. Yeah. And before we, uh, I definitely want to get into how you found this team, but I definitely want to tell you that I didn't expect Google. that little twist. You know, I didn't, <laughs> Google, awesome. But I didn't expect the twist like you guys had explained where, you know, the augmented reality, you know, mm-hmm. things started going off. I'm like, holy crap, what's going on here? And yeah, I go, it, oh, it, it, <laughs> you know, I had that, oh, snap moment. Like, oh, yeah. wow. Once again, corporations messing up the future. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> As they tend to do, I find in in a lot of sci-fi fiction, that is the almost the natural inclination of uh, of what kind of happens. Well, thank goodness it wasn't Taco Bell, you know, the one that we've <laughs> on. seen tacos everywhere. Right? Imagine, imagine cybernetic tacos. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to make a future issue. <laughs> hey, why not? Hey, listen, they might have fuel for for what's going mm. on here because some mm. of these people may not be people after all, which is another Ooh. thing we discover. Because I was like, huh? Mm. Oh, snap. I mean, like, wow, this is a very sick and twisted world because we're seeing things like that nowadays when people have certain type of dolls, if you will, that are lifestyles. And the next thing you know, all we need of them is to start talking and it's a wrap. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, go. it's not. It's only baby steps, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you just got to push the envelope a little bit at a time. And that's how you end up in these places. And, and Scott, this is how the game was supposed to be, too. We were building some ah, type of world. The game. Right? So the game takes place after the events of the comic. Ooh. Oh, um, really? Ooh. Yeah. Dope. So my plan from, like, I guess a design perspective was to, because we can produce a comic book a hell of a lot faster than we can produce a video game. So I wanted to really build the world and the lore and the characters and the environment while I work on this game that takes place after what occurs in the comic series. I'm hoping that they converge. So when the comic's over, the game comes out kind of thing. You can continue the story on. What? That's, yeah, you better put this on every platform. Oh man, <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day, but I'll, I'll do it again. <laughs> he goes, Al, don't give me no more damn work. Stop it. Yeah. 
but but look at these panel uses. You guys kind of like this for me reminded me of a very old school comic. You know, a lot of word bubbles. You know, a great use mm-hmm. of the page. You know, panel wise. You know, diff- different emotions going throughout here. And this is where I have my old shit. Like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Yeah, right can you explain gate. a little bit what's going on here and who this is? Cause, I mean, this is wild stuff, man. You guys yeah. are, were messing with me. And here's also <laughs> when I noticed that. I mean, mm. kudos on the artist because I took a good look. I said, oh, damn, signs up with the eyes. What's going on? I yeah, thought for that's... a moment he was one of those, but I was very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that what you're seeing there, and I think I think your mouse is hovered right over the eyes. So that is the uh, – yeah. that's just kind of visually – we've kind of decided as what happens when the augmented tech that is implanted into like the retinas, the iris begins to fail. And uh, Ah. so he begins. So the page before she's sleeping on the couch, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, she looks Mm -hmm. rather human. And, and then as the, the technology glitches, it reveals the unfortunate truth that the picture frame is actually broken. That wine bottle is not a chateau from uh, France. It's actually just some Garbo Ethion knockoff. And... Oh, God. It's, it's some barefoot or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> $12. And, and you pay for yeah. that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and you have, uh, well, uh, Sean's lovely companion, Marianne, it turns out isn't really uh, real to begin with. Or I guess your concept of real. It's uh, She's not human. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Oof, man. I, I, I hope uh, she was easy on him, you know. <laughs> lonely nights. You know what I mean? Nice. And then look at the city, too. Dude, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, what's popping in the car designs? I need me a car like this, like right now. Oh, yeah. I think everybody would love that. <laughs> Yo, Scott, I need you to start creating cars now. <laughs> yeah, we got to hop on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, move, see, that, move over that car Elon design Musk. was. Batmobiles everywhere. That would be great. I mean, again, but look, look, look at the beauty of the coloring, the panels, because the story flowed really well. And then we, we meet yet another character mm-hmm. in this first issue. Can, and, you know, there's obviously some, some nonsense going on here, or is it nonsense? Yeah. Uh, so what's going on here? And, 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 like, who is she? Is she going to be a main protagonist in the story? I've only mm-hmm. had the first issue. And I know mm-hmm. that she, and the book kind of is, you know, not a very happy camper and promises certain things that are, may, may, may come to fruition. But I don't know. You guys will only know. But can oh, you tell true. us who, who who she is and what's popping? And is she going to be someone that's, you know, in the story throughout? Mm. Well, she is uh, she's currently a uh, protest leader who is uh, leading a march on the Ministry of Parts. That's where Sean Myers the works. Ministry in the Ministry of Parts. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, it's got such a great bureaucratic, scuzzy kind of name, right? I, I, I do yeah. love it. The Ministry yeah. of Parts. Like, yeah, what, what can I replace? You know, yeah, yeah. boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and with, in this world, in this current, like, timestamp in the world, you have people who are being left behind by the idea of technological progress. People are no longer being able to afford upgrades to their parts that they've been acquiring perhaps for their whole lives and it's more like a you know it's almost like a comment on on today's world where you have these major technological corporations constantly pushing new updates new technologies uh, forcing users in many regards to you know get the new one like for example the iphone no 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 shots against apple here but i mean like the iphone every year uh not my style hey look we moved the plug from the top to the bottom it's an upgrade (laughs) wow (laughs) we removed headphone jacks i know crazy oh right that's actually how dare you right innovation there goes our future Apple sponsorship, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, not to worry. Yeah. I mean, I don't need them because I would say I'm the anti-Apple, so I'd rather yeah. take that Android money anyway. Uh, 100% <laughs> support Android, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's that idea that people are being left behind and eventually people are going to they're gonna get mad. They're, they're going to start rubbing against the machine. And this is what you're starting to see now is uh, at this current timestamp. I like that. That should be a new band, rubbing against the machine. <laughs> Are we going to see them showcase the song over here? Come on now. 
in the yeah. future Madison Square Garden of this world. Come on, man. Yeah. I like that. But, yeah, but I know what you mean. It's true. I, I mean, I am having an Android phone. I've had a Note 10, you know, since it came out. And, yeah, I, I'm starting to notice things happening where they're trying to force me. I'm like, no, I'd rather yeah. change the battery. You ain't going to force me to do anything. Yeah. I don't want <laughs> and, and then look at this because obviously Not it productive. looks like – yeah, I mean that 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 is a scary ass sign if you're at your work desk and all of a sudden it's like not productive and you get a call the boss wants to see you. It's like holy shit! So, Everyone like, knows. Yeah, right. Like, how, yo, where did this idea even come from? Because this is some scary ass shit. Like, you know, don't get, you you giving employees ideas right now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> we um when I was writing this, it was just an idea of like, what can be what can be the most like. Uh, oppressive cubicle in the world. Oh and, man! Right, and, and this idea of like you make a mistake and the machine, there's like what you know, whatever, whatever's regulating a lot of what's going on. It's like, oh nope, you just made a mistake, another mistake, right? So you are officially not productive. You need to see the man upstairs. Yeah, yeah. but is it a man? That's that's the other like, thing. Ooh, in this crazy right. ass world, it we is, don't even know. It's true. It's true, and I. Uh, well, the future pages in this very issue may reveal that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's some crazy <laughs> stuff going on here, but that made me put a smile on my face. And I'm like, oh my god, the potential of this really happening, I think, is very real. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think yeah. that's what makes that's what makes sci-fi, science fiction, and anything set in the future so science nonfiction. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And, and what makes it so what well, we were able to connect to because the ideas aren't completely out to lunch, you know, like, like obviously we don't have cubicles where that's happening now, but yeah. like in 50 <laughs> years, it's mm. not out of the picture to that. This could potentially happen. And you guys um, are like Star Trek with this one. You, this technology uh -oh. will come out and then we're all going to blame you guys. I know exactly. I'm going to be 75 years old one day. <laughs> and when, when my daughter tells me, oh, you believe that they put these signs on my desk. Like, I know who invented that. <laughs> yep. Blame Scott and James for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Look at my podcast from, from back in 2022. You'll find yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> we're all laughing and laughing. Yeah, right now we're laughing about it. That's what's yeah, so funny yeah. when it happens. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> At least they better send us a royalty check for it, right? <laughs> they, they better, right? Right? Discovered here, but you know, that, again, it's just creepy. You know, it, it says productive, and all of a sudden, you know, he's doing things, and mm -hmm. I, I can't wait till we get those holographic uh, screens. You know, there's some things happening like that nowadays. Yeah. So you guys are definitely on the pulse, you know, and then. You know, that's issue one, all right? Yeah. So you get this whole introduction. But now we got some stuff because issue two is popping, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is on the way out soon. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, on the way well, out. Well, it, it was in August previews. We're on number yep. three uh, for September now. Woo! Sure. Look at you yeah. guys struggling along, kiddos. Rabbit hole yeah. about a fucking, you know, blow up that hole so the world was popping. <laughs> the rabbit's coming out of the hole, kiddos. Let me tell you. All right. And talk about this cover. Amazing cover. Yeah, by the way. It's, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. Who did this one? Uh, Deborah. Yeah. Deborah. Wow, Deborah. Jeez, Deborah. How did you? I'm never gonna try to pronounce your last name. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm in your world. Don't you worry. I got lucky with your name. So talk. <laughs> so talk about how did you meet Deborah? You know, and then this fantastic mm. piece of oh. art. Wow. So uh, Caius, Caius did a bang up job on issue number one, um, but the problem is, was uh, he was uh, getting really overloaded with work. Um, it was fine while working on number one because it's like, you know, we're putting it out on our own, so there's no real deadline to it. Uh, but for two, three, four, and on, we needed it to be a little bit more consistent. Um, so Caius was—he was fine. He, and we, I think we're going to work with Caius again actually because uh, we got some more city stuff coming up, and Deborah prefers someone to work on cities. But at any rate, so I started looking around on uh, Facebook groups. Um, and, uh, I seen, uh, Deborah put a post out, uh, for looking for work. I, I seen one of her, she did like a, oddly enough, she did a city scene that I thought was really cool. And I thought it'd be a good fit. I don't want yeah. to do cities, but did a city scene. How fun. Yeah. 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 It was a city scene that sold me on her and, uh, it took some convincing actually to get her work on the project, but, uh, I think she's done absolutely fantastic. She's really appreciated awesome. everything that we've done with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. 
I'm digging it because this is a beautiful cover for sure. And what is this black thing? I mean, or is that just in his, in his imagination or what? Because that's scary. That's yeah, fear. That's, yeah, that's fear. Yeah, and fear. whether or not that's it's real. Big baddie. Yeah. yeah. Fear. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, a supernatural wow. side to this uh, series. And look at this cover of issue three. Like you yeah. mentioned that that you you know also in pre wow look at that so wait a minute I didn't meet all those people what's popping here uh, yeah. oh have to, are, uh, read and find dead I suppose yeah right? so <laughs> no no we can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. so, so, so an issue issue two Sean meets the the big baddie fear he encounters him but okay. after after that issue he uh, he ends up in this world that's like a wetlands area. And uh, but he's like completely unconscious and banged up. And these people, mm-hmm. you meet them in this issue. They find him, um, and the story kind of carries along with like where Sean's going. But he's he's got a couple he's lines, not... and that's about it. In issue number three, yeah, it's more about oh, wow. the environment and the new, yeah. Well, oh wow, I just noticed. What the hell is this? Yeah, that's uh, that's our good friend the Grog. Grog. That's his name. Yeah. 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 All our covers are full spreads. Yeah. Yeah. I'm digging. Is, is that an intentional thing to do that full spread like that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I always thought that you know it's space, right? And I, I, no one's banging on my doors to put ads in our books, so we may as well make use of the covers <laughs> to make them, you know, make them special. You, you, so are you telling me people. once they bang on your doors, we're not going to get full spreads no more? <laughs> no, I think I'll always do full spreads. We'll just add yeah. more pages. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. But this is the gorgeous cover. Is it also by Deborah? Yeah, everything yeah. forward is Deborah. Wow, she is a beast. My gosh. She, is. she can bang a comic out in like two weeks. Done. What? Like, oh, yeah. yeah she's fast. Ooh. Oh, look at number f- the cover of four. Holy smokes. It's something out of a horror story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Look, what's that symbolism right there? That's a well, carryover that from the game, actually. Mm. Yeah, that was the symbol that, like I said, there's a supernatural side to this story, okay. and fear is obviously on one side of that spectrum, and then uh, there's another entity on the other side, and that symbol is supposed to represent that. Ah, check that out, man. Okay, dig it. Uh, dig it. Ooh, number five. Look, folks, we keep finding out. This just keeps going. Look at this mm-hmm. monster. <laughs> Yo, what happened to homie? Oh man, okay, I, I, I gotta, I gotta read, I gotta read because not, not <laughs> about homie. Yeah, look at his eye. Look yeah. at these high, those hyenas. What is going on? Talk about lost gardens. Is he lost in the garden? Is that what has happened, man? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. uh, on a little bit of a test there. Yeah. yeah. What I, what I can say, yeah, I think what we can tease is. Hub City isn't just the only setting in this story. And you're going to see lots of interesting and cool dynamics occur in in different settings, different townships. Um, You're going to meet new characters. You're going to meet uh, good and bad. You're going to get the good, the bad, and the ugly in this story. Oh, yeah. And lots of ugly. Oh, yeah, a lot of ugly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's really, it's, it's about Sean and Sean wants to find something real. Okay. That's what he says in issue one. He wants to find, yes, he, he wants does. just one thing, one real thing. And all I can say is he's going to get more than he bargained for in this yeah. series. Oh, and... You want some real kiddo? I got you. <laughs> I want some arrows chasing your yeah. ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yo. For you? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm digging it. The concept is sick. You guys are sickos. Oh man. We go to issue yeah. six even. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, wow! I just realized what was there in that back issue, in the back yeah. cover. Whoa. Yeah, we try to have fun with it. Yeah, it's one of our uh, another uh, carrot creature for the bestiary. His name slughorn. is Slughorn. He's a Slughorn. The bestiary. So what is that? That's uh, that's what we're gonna. I think they have to call that yeah. like a collecting of of, of like uh, yeah. creatures and and, uh, and okay. plants and all that yeah yeah so all the different creatures and everything like uh, we're we're working on like a little side thing where we're trying to make a uh, uh, little biography pages and bestiary pages so if we ever do a trade or a larger book we can have all these extra pages where you can get extra information about the monsters and things that Sean encounters I almost feel like this is Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I mean, that's I ain't trying to catch something that looks like that, though. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah. And that file looks like it's some future weed or something. My God. Future weed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is. Brought to you by <laughs> Hey, right. That fixes your eyes real quick. Oh, issue seven. Wait, is this an ongoing story? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. We got up Thank to issue you. seven, and then uh, and then Diamond came on board, so we we stopped so we could get ready for the Diamond releases. Mm-hmm. We're up to three. Wow, guys, yeah. congrats on that! Because you know I'm so used to seeing limited, limited, limited. Mm-hmm. For you guys, as an independent studio, to say now nah, we're going to go ongoing. Fuck, bro. Thank you. <laughs> this is what we want. This is why we and who is this homie? That looks like a total badass right there. What yeah, the hell? He's, uh, <laughs> he's a pretty cool dude. His name is uh, Uriel. Uriel almost sounds angelic, but not yeah, so yeah. there's definitely some uh, there's some angelic or, or, or uh, almost uh, I, w- I guess uh, what's the word um, spiritual you, inspirations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and who is this creature over here looking like like the creature from the Black Lagoon? Yeah, on, that's on our, uh, that's the grog from. Uh, Issue uh, issue three on the back cover. Oh oh, word! That's the grog like standing yep. up in full. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and Thomas is feeling the artwork. He is feeling the awesome. artwork. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, oh. Deborah is this? You know, she, she rocks it. Deborah is really a beast. Yo, my God! Yeah. We should have and, Deborah uh, here too, Mark, so that we could hear these flowers. She's a beast. <laughs> Oh, and who's this? What the heck? Armless guy. He can't serve me anything. What is he? Is he useless? Yeah, yeah I added a. Uh, yeah, I, I threw in a couple of panels from other stuff in that folder. Uh, that that guy's from issue number two. Sean, Sean ends up uh, exploring an abandoned subway station that he doesn't know how he got into, but he ends, like so. There's like old broken down Etienne things sticking around, and he doesn't really know. But he runs into this uh, service robot while he's there. Oh, really? Is he the one yeah. trying to send me a Metro card back in the future? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, the kiosk. Look at this guy. I love kiosk the design, guy. too, yo. Very kind of Battlestar Galactica, but just, mm. you know, head-wise, but then the frame is very different. Very Terminator-ish, if you yeah. will. Whoa. Like <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. just the whole yeah. collaboration with, with the art team. It's, uh, it's amazing. Look at this. Like, this is creepy, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of horror influence in there too. I'm a I mean, sci-fi and horror. I need. Was he having relations with this robot? Because you know, yeah, he thought it was his wife. In real life, <laughs> but what you see this in real life, and you're doing certain things, and I see a mouth like that, I'm gonna be. I'm like, what the hell was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. He thought he thought it was his wife the whole time. <laughs> Whoa. See, I was thinking about like things like that, right? right? Like what you're saying, like it's if she's a robot, how does he know? But um. Yeah, so I mean, thinking Etienne could have like uh, nervous implants in their skin, so when uh, like okay. when th- they can send r- signals when you were to go to touch something, so you'd be able to like you could have a cube, but if the if the AR is sending you information that looks like an apple, and then when your hand goes to touch it, it'll send signals to tell you it's an apple. It's right? an apple. It, gotcha, it, yeah. Gotcha. So I just if that all starts to fail. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, it's all up here. The more they can control Whoa. what goes in your brain, the more they can control the world around you. These guys are um, trying to mess up our future, folks. You hear this? Oh, what? yeah. That's that's right at the end of two issue okay. two. Yeah. yeah, that's where they find they just find them. Yeah. So they just find them laid out, bleeding, and some obviously issue two. Some some some. Yeah, it, it doesn't go. Yeah, he has a bit of a rough go. Yeah, and a that's bit. like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean. He goes to Homie's the about to bleed out, yo. Look at this. Yo, my God. And see, folks, isn't that a dope, dope, like, artwork and whatnot? This is where you got to follow them. Um, So, right now, where's the arc up to, story-wise? You know? Uh, um, I'm pretty sure it's past seven. No, you don't have a past seven, and you guys really pause at seven just to make sure that... Oh, no, we're going uh, past seven. Um, oh, yes. Eight's pretty flushed out. Yep, I, I had the script written for eight, on nine. and I'm currently writing the script for number nine right now. Oof, um, oof, oof. And in terms of the long-term plan, we we do have, uh, you know, if we if we get the chance to do it, we we do have a story. We have a story of of significant value that we want to tell, and okay. it'll it'll carry it forward for for a good while. If you know, 
the world if the stars align and the world works out yeah and yeah if you get that chance to tell that story it's going to be a there's going to yeah. be a lot of payoff for so, a lot of readers who yeah. join in the beginning i got to ask they'll have a lot of impact i got to ask when scott presented this to you james you know did, how did you feel that you know did he tell you early on this is going to be ongoing we're like we're going to go as, as long as we can how did you feel about stepping up to that type of challenge it was when when Scott first approached me with this idea, we at the time we didn't have like an exact picture of of like a long term view. It wasn't until okay. as the project developed that uh, I started you know plotting out an overall arc for this whole series and okay. and then we, we we as we were talking about it and you know going back and forth and and we've got ourselves we've got a journey and it's yeah. uh and if we get to tell it it's it's going to be long. But it's gonna it's gonna have a very very wonderful payoff, and it's it's gonna be it. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it come to life. It's it's wild. Don't worry, everybody's gonna buy that omnibus, so that way they could just read it in one sitting, you know, for a couple of weeks. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. You if know? we can get if we can get to the omnibus, we're uh, we're we're doing very good. <laughs> that's no, you're going to get right. to it. This, yeah. Everything is manifestation. I really believe in that. You know, that's a non-technological mm-hmm. power, but manifestation is real. Yeah. So we got to make it happen. So, True. Um, so Scott, so you know, talking about the game and this, like, how many issues you think should will be out before the game is released, and will the comic book continue even after the game? So um, the game, well, uh, in a different form, I imagine. Like, I, I'm a big fan of endings. I, I don't okay. like forcing things beyond their lifespan. Yeah, no. No, I, 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 it, it does more harm than good. I think if something has like a hard end, then it benefits. The, the, the overall work benefits from that. So the Lost Gardens comic series itself will have an end. We've, we've talked about doing like um, offshoots of other character arcs and other things that are going on in the world, which could be fun to do, uh, which oh, we yeah. keep it going in, in some form or another, sure. I imagine. Yeah, um, but then when the game, as far as the game's concerned, I'm stuck on a number of things like uh, how I want how to how I want the overall experience to be. So it's like I have a bit of a prototype I've been working on and building, but it's I, I gotta get like there's things that you gotta decide early on in game design that like has huge impacts on the overall experience of the game. So like it's something mm-hmm. simple as can you climb, right? Because if it's yes, then your entire level changes, right? So if it's no, then so. And how does climbing impact the game and things like that? So I'm struggling with because I'm just not sure where to take it. I'm I'm leaning more and more horror, which means Please. less and less climbing on shit. I guess, right? Because the more you hey, can listen, explore the environment, we don't want to avoid the right? killer. We don't want to avoid the killers. So yeah, I don't want to be climbing yeah. like you go like a cat that I saw when he was attacked by her by a coyote, and the yeah. cat was fighting that coyote for a minute, right? And then yeah. the cat realized, I'm not going to beat this coyote. <laughs> he started no. climbing. <laughs> he started climbing. Yeah. A coyote yeah. tried to grab him, but like no. And this cat was hanging on for dear life. I was like, okay, so yeah, we don't want this to hang for dear life. Want to no. be able to see? But a horror is great because horror is where it's at. This is what I, you know, me as a gamer as well, I want more horror, you know? Yeah. I want more fun like that. I, well, I want this, to see awful killings on video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this will be, uh, this game will be something else because like, there's some fun fun things that I'm working on for it. But it will be it will be some time because I can only put so many hours a week into to working on these things. So little by little I'll go far i'm thinking about uh start i used to stream my dev work i'm thinking i might start doing that again to keep keep that alive keep people interested in what's going on on that front um but yeah, yeah just little by little right now the comic book is the uh, top priority because it's the uh it's, it's the product on shelves right now right whereas the game's a fun idea so comic yeah. gets a bit more love well i just noticed what tom and Thomas mentioned about that 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 part with, with the yeah, yeah. it looks like the last scrap from the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, but I'm I'm digging it. So uh, talk to me about Rabbit Hole Studios. I mean, are we is it going to be just more than the Lost Gardens or what? What's popping? Okay, so Rabbit Hole Studios. Uh, when I started, um, we were doing games, like I said. So I have a number of older games 
ideas that we like. Um, I want to turn a lot of them into comic series. Uh, one of them, yeah. I guess the working title is Spirit of Adventure. It's a more kid-friendly uh, focused series, but... Um, Excellent. Yeah, it's about a... I'm not sure if it's going to be one one girl or like a group of kids. I'm I'm not sure. There's uh, I'm hearing comments on both sides which way we should go with it, so I'm not sure. But uh, the 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 heart of the idea is um, it's supposed to try to capture uh, what it is like to go on an adventure as a kid. So it's not so much like the, the I want to illustrate it through the world. So as the the one of the Carol's names is Lily. As she goes through the world. In her adventure, she starts with like a bucket on her head, a trash can for a shield, and a stick as a sword, right? Because she's a kid on adventure. These are her weapons. She's equipped. And off she goes. Um, but as she starts to go through the world, um, you don't see her wearing these things. You see her in knight's armor, or you see her in... So it's a little bit kind of inspired by Calvin and Hobbes, uh, in a sense, okay. where she her adventures become very real to her. Yeah. Um, and to a certain extent, actually affects the world that she lives in so it's like a little bit just just like a lighthearted, fun adventure kids thing right um then there's another like i want to do one like in issue number two uh we touch on um uh, Etheon has like a race circuit they, they do races like um i guess speed racer f-zero or whatever like okay. high-tech fast racing um it, it's just touched on as a thing that's going on in the world but the reason that that's there is because there's a racing game i want to make that's very much like f-zero so Ooh, i thought yes. that it would be fun to start to incorporate those elements in the comic series and then try to try to grow them right please do that uh, i'm an yeah. old school gamer i mean my, my first racing game i ever played was pole position <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> i still got the cartridge <laughs> wow that's impressive yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I just moved back to New York, and my mom, she's she's notorious for throwing out stuff, like, like most moms. I was going to say, she, yep. <laughs> she actually kept my 2600 and my 7800. That's I'm awesome. Sorry. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. Like, oh, my God. I almost fainted. I'm like, you didn't throw this out? <laughs> My gosh! Uh, yeah, so I'm just, I gotta get the little box and figure out how to connect it to a modern TV so I could have that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, experience. yeah. So I still got the OG joysticks too. You know, the one button. <laughs> oh wow, yeah. that's awesome! That's awesome. You have some fun with that. Oh hell yeah, man! I mean, I, would you guys ever consider doing even going back and doing something retro like that within Rabbit Hole Studios? Well, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I tend to always just be looking at what I want to do, uh, it, art, art style, I think, is very much determined on what you are going for in the game, right? So yeah. if you're going for something that feels nostalgic and you and those are uh, themes you want to hit on, then it's a, absolutely an appropriate art direction to take something, right? But if you're going for something else, you know, it also depends on uh, budget constraints and team constraints, right? So uh, the original Lost Gardens game was done in a 2D art in a 3D environment because that's the you know that's the best we could do at the time. Uh, whereas now I want to go full 3D because I think it's more appropriate. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe some other games we might. I, I would like to do a retro game, but I'm not sure what I would do with a retro game. We, we listen. Like if you're gonna, you're gonna have artists <laughs> like like that, bro. Yeah, man. Let's get some barbarians in that mother. That's what we gotta do. Some sword wielding action. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we gotta do. Look, oh, James man. is up for it. Yeah, some, some yep. Conan, we could call him something else, you know, Honan or whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, hey, man. Is that, hey, man. Yeah. It's hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> we're, just, we're just on the fringe of copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> only on the fringe, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, I, I hope to really see this go to at least 100, 120 issues or more. Uh, James is like, God, don't give me that much work. Get, get on it, James. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, naturally, if I, if I, uh, sure, we'll tease it. We'll tease it. Here we go, Scott. Big tease. No, um, uh, rough, rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's coming down from the ceiling, disco ball, and everything. And <laughs> no. the next um, issue. <laughs> yeah. Um, a rough series estimate. Very rough because you know plot lines yeah. change as you write. Uh, I'm not going to be constrained to an idea I had like you know let's say Very five good. years down the road. I don't want to be constrained to the idea I had then if something better comes up now kind of thing or or the story changes naturally um, as it does. There's so many things even in issue nine. Balls. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like writing issue nine, uh, what I had originally planned for nine is not what I'm writing today. So yeah, I know the story changes. Um, uh, but roughly speaking, it could be anywhere from 60 to 70 issues in terms of like oh. a long-term, if we're talking like long-term story, like with a, with a defined ending. So uh, there's there's enough material or ideas to create a story that isn't, and that's the other big thing too. I, I'm not a fan of filler myself. I want you know stories have to uh, anything you write has to be important. It has to be meaningful yes. to the character or to the actual story of the world. Every issue and, needs that sign important. Yeah, yeah, and like if you leave an issue that. And, and, you know, and everybody's different, of course, too. I remember back in the day, some people would complain about uh, some of those issues of Walking Dead back in the day. They're like, oh, man, nothing happened in this. What a bunch of baloney. But then it paid off like four yeah. issues later. You know, it was like, yes, oh, this would. wasn't phony baloney. OK. Yeah. Oh, don't you worry. Yeah. I was in your, in your crew. I was one. Of the, I was the first one in my whole neighborhood that picked up Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I grew up reading Cyber Soda Conan, so black and white yeah. artwork doesn't bother me. Oh yeah, and, and that was it. their reason for not buying it. Oh, it's black yeah. and white. I'm oh. like, what do you mean it's black and white? <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean? used to, I grew good. up. Yeah, I grew up watching uh, all the old um, Universal Studios, like the monster movies from yeah. like the 1940s. Uh, my dad loved them, so I used to. That's actually where uh, you mentioned the creature from the Black Lagoon. That is a yeah. direct inspiration for the Grog creature. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I want to. Yeah, but he's I on steroids, though. I think oh, the Grog yeah. will beat the <laughs> crap out of the creature from the Black Lagoon. He was, uh, he was, he was going to the gym day. He didn't skip uh, arm day. Yeah, yeah, he, he didn't skip arm day or leg day or ab day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grog yeah. hit the gym. They do. They hit it hard. Yeah. No, Grog <laughs> is the Black Lagoon's cousin that actually worked out. He's the Arnold of the family. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would mess you up, man. <laughs> I love it. Love it. You guys are do, having fun with it. This, see, this is what I love about it. you guys have such a great energy because you guys are actually having fun with this. You know what I mean? You're not taking it uber serious on that level. We're having fun and world building it and bringing about the next technological foils in our lives in the future because I know some geek is going to see this like, hmm, yeah, I could make this. Not productive. Yeah, like that. <laughs> I swear to God that if I have, in the future, if my desk lights up like that, I'm going to curse you guys out. You had to introduce this, didn't you? I'll curse myself if that happens. James will be laughing. <laughs> oh, shit. Could you imagine Scott sends you the message on your desk? You're being non-productive right now. Yeah, the next like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott. Oh, nah, for real. You guys are awesome. So what else is in the future, you know, for, for Bull Rabbit Hole, for, for yourself, Scott, for you, James? Like, let's start with Scott here. Like, what's in the future? What does the future hold? for you? Okay, so the next couple of months is just uh, trying to push – push for diamonds um, while we get that sorted out. And then uh, we got to get issue number nine finished up eight, and eight, obviously. But we've, we've, we've got some uh, outlines done for the, um, what are they called? Not uh, the layouts, layouts. Okay. The layouts yeah. Yeah, yeah. For the um, number eight done. Um, James has a short series he wants to do. That I think Ooh. we're going to try to do. Um, so rabbit hole is gonna do even more stuff outside of the lost garden yeah 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 for sure yes. uh, i think i think uh from both like we have the ideas so we should be making them and from a you know having more offering right um not everything we do is sci-fi fantasy we do what is what it is medieval it? comedy james medieval <laughs> comedy yeah one of the uh, there's too as you know being a writer there's too many ideas up here it's like a big old soup bowl really <laughs> like there's at least a solid five ideas i'd love to see see the light of day um but definitely one of the more prominent ones it's uh the working title is the noble quest and it's a it's a sort of a medieval fantasy it's a it parodies a lot of the genre uh, so there's some comedic elements but there are also some uh, pretty. Uh, I will say there's at least one gut punching twist in this story. It's a, It's going to designed as a limited series. I know. I know. We we love limited series here, <laughs> but <laughs> but this one is designed as like a nine issue limited series. It has a start Ooh. and finish. It's like and... a maxi series. Limited to yeah. six. I would call that a maxi. Well, it's series. true. Yeah. Anything yeah, between maxi. nine and twelve is a yeah. maxi for me. Yeah. 
And, and I mean, uh, I know term, those are old terms, kids. It was. Old well, term. actually, you know, they, I remember seeing that uh, it still comes up there with uh, a lot of DC comics. They post some Mac 12 issue maxi series that run for a whole year okay. if they don't get delayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Don't yeah. talk about delays, man. Yeah. I oh, hate man. delays. I love delays. I mean, yeah. DC, like... DC was notorious with them, especially when Mister Lee would work on them. It's like, oh my God, will this ever yeah. see the light of day? Why the hell am I collecting this? I would yeah. forget. Like, I would be looking through my box. I'm like, wait a minute, where the hell is this issue at? Yeah, yeah. Months. <laughs> yeah, as, on, uh, I, you know, personally, as a as a comic fan, uh, Jeffrey Reed, Afterlife with Archie couple this is a few years yes, ago now yes yes yeah. Afterlife with Archie's actually was pretty cool but then it yeah, was it was and delayed it just... out of delay and my daughter would be like what when's the next one coming out yeah. i'm like i don't know i'll be like scooby i don't know uh, row, row, right <laughs> <laughs> and now of course behind the scenes the guy who who did that series he went off to do that riverdale tv show and so i mean Clearly, life priorities took a different path. So, yeah. unfortunately, it left us poor comic fans of that series in the, in the wind. But, yeah, it's... Um, well, that guy not. needed to be more like Scott, you know, doing multiple it's, things. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, uh, you know, I hope in the future. I'm, I'm not one of those. Uh, I'm not a creator who gets bogged down in delays. But, I mean, you know, life happens, I suppose. And, yeah, I can't control the future, but... I aim to not have delays as a creator, but you know, <laughs> see how it goes. Right? Thank you for that aim. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully yeah. you achieve the goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic, yo, you, you guys are dope, dope. I, you know, and with Rabbit Hole, oh, thank, thank you. you. You know, another awesome independent publisher. I mean, this is why we need more of in the world, and your enthusiasm is great. The book is gorgeous. So you know, guys, you're for real, ladies and gentlemen. Hit up your local comic shop for the Lost Gardens. It is a fire book. I mean, you got to follow them everywhere on Twitter and Facebook at Studio Borough. And then uh, on uh, you can follow this comic on Instagram and Facebook at Comic TLG. This is fire. Flowers time. Thank you both. Thank you both very much for being bold and brave enough to, you know, put your vision out there, share that with the world, you know, and create some awesome stuff, build a team, give people opportunity. You know, that's that's really special and amazing uh, of both of you to be able to do what you're doing and, and spreading this, you know, entertainment to us, you know, little comic fans out here. <laughs> but this is a beautiful and wonderful product, and I wish you guys nothing but success. You know, Comic Crusaders is on your side 100 because this is this is great. This is right up my alley. Again, it's technology, it's, it's futurism, it's there's some real wild stuff, and the fact that you guys are going to do ongoing, like, kudos. Uh, most most independent people I talk to is always a limited, limited, limited. But nah, thank you for for, for cheering me up. This, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have, you know, a, a whole collection. You know, I, I'm going to probably fill up half of a small box with your issues alone. <laughs> I would love that. That'd be great. I, I would That'd love to see that. Yeah, do. man. Let's get yeah. that done. So, guys, last question. You know, actually, two more questions, all right? First up is, are you guys going to be doing any conventions? Will we see you at any conventions throughout the rest of this year? Uh, not Is this year. Okay. No, not this year. Next, uh, me, me and Andrew, uh, we did up a convention spreadsheet because we do that fun jazz Ooh. behind the scenes. Spreadsheets, Excel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of a bunch of different conventions. So it does look like we'll be trying to get to a couple next year. Um, Excellent. But because of where we're located, uh, conventions are a little bit trickier. Like James mm-hmm. is in Newfoundland, so like yeah. he's gone. And <laughs> uh, where I am in Prince Edward Island, it's uh, it's uh, it's traveling to get anywhere really. So it's yeah, but Rhode Island is very risk. small, so you could go yeah. to Providence and go and uh, <laughs> Rhode Island Comic Con. You know, yeah. you could yeah. do that one. And there's, and there's also the uh, I lived in Massachusetts for a bit, and also Rhode yeah. I lived in Woonsocket. So uh, I'm familiar. There's a lot of little cons you guys could definitely yeah. do. Yeah. I think you should do that. There's a very hardcore fan base in, in Rhode Island when you hit the shows. So you definitely do them. I would love to see you guys in one and get and get autographed copies for right. war. Right? That would be great. That would be fun. Yeah, and that would be. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am moving, actually. Oh, here we go. Fun You're drop. Moving. I am moving back. I'm moving back. New to, to, me, new to me. Oh, you yeah. are? Yeah. Oh. Next summer. So... Traveling Uh-oh. to cons be a little bit easier too. 
Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh-oh. The dynamic duo is going to be together. Watch out, yes. world. Rabbit Hope's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. And, and then set, uh, lastly, you know, I'll start with James on this one. Uh, what type of advice would you give to any new creator trying to step into the into this wonderful game and business? It's uh, it's definitely it's a tough market to crack into, and I, I I've learned that uh, just from research or just from you know being a comic reader and avid reader in the in the industry for for a long time. It, it's tough to get into, but once you get in, it's like it's like any career, right? Like once you're in, you're in, you know. And so if, if to any like writers uh, or like, I'm, I'm a pretty new writer myself. Um, anybody who's new at writing uh, or anybody in general, who's in the industry, just keep doing it. Keep going at it because eventually it's going to work out and you're going to create something cool. And even let's say maybe it might, it might not be the next watchman. It might not be the next Batman or Superman, but even if you get like just even a, a handful of people who can say, Hey, that was really cool. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it in the end. Oh, sorry. I think you're muted. I think you're muted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not think I was. So what about you? Scott? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Scott? And because you can, you're doing so many things like the gaming, you know, then publishing yeah. and, you know, and, and running a company and, you know, and I see your crib back there. So you also have a, a day job as, as a daddy too so i mean 24 yeah, yeah, yeah. job so you know how, how, how what can you what type of advice can you give somebody in your space uh well i guess yeah i guess it depends on what what they want to do like um there's as i've learned there's there's two sides there's a creator side and there's a business side right so if um if all you want to do is create then like fill, fill your boots right create all day long if that's your goal then like just, just do it right uh, if you want to try and make yourself a business out of it, then I would say the most important thing is like if it depends on who you are. Like someone like me, I'm in a little bit of a different position than you know a line artist or a colorist. Um, I would say produce. Like if you're a colorist, I would team up with a line artist. Obviously, they they would probably love someone to work with. But if you're a line artist, try to produce as much as you can and like com- com- to completion is the important thing is Ooh. completing projects that you set out to do because if you put invest like I, i'm not so sure on the comic side i have less years under my belt here than i do on the game side but on the game side and, and comic world and the game world they don't seem a whole lot different from each other um but the indies in the game world they invest huge amounts of time in tons of incompleted projects and the problem with doing something like that is you get really really good at the how to start a project, but you have no idea how to actually complete anything. No follow. You don't develop mm-hmm. exactly, so you don't build any of those skills, and then you don't you don't develop because that side, the finishing side, will have benefits for the next time when you go to start a new project because you'll be like, oh, I didn't know about those things when I started it. Now I can know about those things, and you can make the project better, right? Uh, and I assume the same thing would come with comics with your layouts and where you choose your pages to go and the flow and all that kind of stuff. So working through to this completion, whether it's like even one page thing, it's the important thing, putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out oh, there, man. putting it out there. I'm sorry. I do got to ask one more then because, you know, yeah, being that you, like you just said that, you know, you come from gaming and you're going into comics. How was that learning curve like for you uh, Scott, to, to be able to build something like this? Yeah, it, it, it certainly was. It, it was there because from the game, like when we work with artists in games, um, you usually have one like head honcho artist that's like the lead artist, and they'll do a lot of the concept art and establishing themes and vibes and that kind of stuff for what you're working on. So they'll they'll do environments, they'll do characters, they'll do props, they'll do everything basically. Um, and then you'll have other artists that will take those things and turn them into actual game assets, like whether it be a 3D modeler or pixel artist or whatever you're working with for your team. So when I went into comics, I assumed it was similar, where there would be you need a comic artist, and that is what they do. And that's not the case, because there's line artists and colorists and letterers, right? Um, for me, it was a little bit hard to get my head around, because, I mean, why... Why don't you just color it when you're there, right? <laughs> because I'm not an artist. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
yeah. <laughs> you're there, color. <laughs> I hear you, but, but same um, shit. I it, it's it's very much. Yeah, it's very much like um, any other trade where it's like you have uh, specializations within the art umbrella, right? So I was looking at like, oh, you get concept artists, they can do a comic, but it's like, no, you need each person to, to do it well. Um, other than that, uh, it's not entirely different because like we do layouts, Deborah does a layout, and I look at it, it's the same as storyboarding or cuts for a cutscene, basically okay. is what it looks like to me. Um, and then, so I'll look through it and I'll say, oh, you know, I, I don't know if we, this panel should be like this, or maybe try this angle here or that angle there, that kind of thing. Um, in the first issue, you notice there's no full spread. I don't think we got a full spread in issue number two either. And then I noticed that I was like, no, we need to take advantage of full mm -hmm. spreads. Like that's the thing, right? Like, but don't overdose on It's a missed them. opportunity. Uh -huh. I don't know. I like them. They're fun. Yeah, I yeah. like them, but I, I, I think that not doing them in every issue is actually a good mm -hmm. thing because when it happens, it feels very special. Like, oh, and uh, especially if it's something significant. You feel yeah. me? You know, yeah, so yeah. I, you're on the right track because you keep, you keep teasing us. At least through issue one, I didn't see that. So it's, it's great tease. You know, I would like to see something, you know, like a, a grand moment be something that's a two-paced spread, you know? Yeah, I think, I think actually it's only issue, is issue five our first, like, Full, full spread. I believe yeah. there has we've we've done like a yeah. like a one page splash and, and quite a few issues. Yeah. In terms of the full two page spread, there's only been if I'm if I'm remember there's only one. It's only one so far in terms of a whole two page spread. Only one. Yeah, I can uh, I can uh, there's, there's somewhere I can share. I've shared it around a ton. Yeah, it's a, it's a terrifying it. image. It's it uh, that's like nightmare fuel. Yeah, <laughs> you could bring it up if yeah. you want because on the bottom of your screen you should see a share button. So if you bring it up, you can share the tab. If you have one screen, if you have two screens, then just move it over to the other screen. <laughs> if you're like, okay, sure, sure. you know, I have four screens, and then yeah, you put in whatever screen you feel comfortable. <laughs> uh, what's on my screen? All right, share, share screen. Yeah, technology is wonderful, isn't it? Like entire it screen. is. We're able uh, to do this. It's like it's crazy. I've been eating this up even more and more. So let's <laughs> add that bad boy. Whoa! Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> the infinite <laughs> rabbit hole. Where far? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Talk about it. There we go. Whoa! Yeah. Just... <gasps> yeah it's, wow. Uh, it's far the only two-page spread in the whole series. And now that of is significant. Yeah. That looks like something significant is popping off. OMG, that is some scary business. Yeah, is, is this why I don't move from certain dreams? Somebody <laughs> me like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> horrible. When when yeah, fear yeah. pops up, it's it's we we try to make it significant because oh, that is going to be a huge influence on the main character, Sean. And it's going to it's going to drive so much of the plot. This uh, would be going such forward. a crazy TV show. If, if you guys My wife tells me that all the time. She told me to go pitch that Netflix, and I told her Netflix they say, "Who the hell is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to Netflix. I mean, well, you got options. You got Netflix. You got Hulu. Yeah. You got Amazon. You got yeah. Tubi. You got Crackle. You got Popcorn yeah. Flix. Go ahead. I'll drop them all. <laughs> Streaming is becoming the new cable. Like yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's true, yeah. options out there. Yes, sir. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Be like, hey, I got this comic. You want to, you know, fund the show? Be like, uh, like shopping right. around. Like, like so here's my comic going. book. Let's make a show out of this, and I will yeah. take yeah. for an answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, listen, rabbit hole. I think is where the business is at. You know, thank you again, guys, for being. You know, that that to, to bring something new, something fun. You know, and I can't wait to see this whole universe get together with the games, the comics, and. This manifest the future TV show or film. Uh, you know, <laughs> it'll be a trilogy if it if it's a film. Let's get it done. Right? I think yeah, a TV yeah. show would be better. You get yeah. more time. Mm. You know, you get more time to build yeah. character relationships. Oh yeah. yeah, and James better be involved in that writing of the TV Ooh, show. Oh, there you go. Know, you you yeah. did a hell of a job with issue one, my brother, and I can't wait well, to thank read you. The rest. Thank you. You know, and thank you, Scott, for opening doors and, you know, giving people oh, like Night James and other such a wonderful opportunity, man. It's just great. This, this, this is the spirit of indie, folks. This is what makes indie comics amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> they ain't stuck with history or nothing. They're just bringing forth new stuff, and this is new. 
as fresh of concepts as you could get that are actually a lot of fun. So I really can't wait to dig into the rest of the series. And once again, folks, please follow Rabbit Hole Studios on Twitter and Facebook at Studio Burrow. That's S-T-U-D-I-O-B-U-R-R-O-W. And you can follow the comic book story on Instagram and Facebook at Comics, C-O-M-I-C-T-L-G. You heard? You know, much love to both you, uh, James and Scott. Thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. And thank you again for allowing me the honor and pleasure of reading that first issue because you're hooking me like a fish. You know, so so good stuff. And the family, you know, guys, you know what to do, right? Follow everything Comic Crusaders at ComicCrusaders.com. You know, we drop in new shows all week. You know, awesome content, previews, reviews, the whole shenanigans. Check out my extended family over at UndercoverCaves.com because Johnny Hughes is going nuts with awesome outside the panels episodes. You know, Definitive Crusade, No Prize, Old Timers. We got it all, folks. You know what I mean? If you like it, we got it. Wepa! That's right. <laughs> and so with that, thank you again, folks. Hasta la próxima. Tune in next time, all right? I'm Al Mega. Thank you so much. Two amazing creators. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCapes.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 